Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Nathan Fox, that's Ben Olson. We're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. We've got an email here from Elian. Hello, Ben and Nathan. I'm a new LSAT Demon Live student looking to take my LSAT this summer slash fall. I have been working as a legal intern at a real estate development company since the end of high school. I worked full-time during summers and part-time during school. I graduated this May and will be returning this summer while studying for the LSAT. Hmm. Okay. Returning, I'm sorry, to the internship? I'm confused. Must be the internship, yeah. Because if you graduated, you graduated. Okay. Yep. Okay. Since I will be taking a gap year, I want to get more work and volunteer experience that will help me stand out as an applicant. My current employer has offered me a full-time role starting this fall. I love my job and have become very intrigued with corporate slash real estate law through working there. My only concern is how law schools would view my long-term employment at the company. My story of becoming an intern at the company after high school and remaining there, then being offered a full-time position is intriguing to me. I'm just not sure if law schools would prefer having an applicant with multiple work experiences over one who has worked at the same company for four years. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta stop here. So the concern is about multiple jobs versus being at one company for a long time. And getting promoted. Be- and getting promoted. Look, people who stay at jobs scream, hey, the job loves you. It's also really rare for a young person to have been at a place for four years. This just shows staying power, commitment. None of this, oh, I did a job for six months and then what? Yeah, you got bored of it and you quit? I mean, so many people do that and then they just try to pretend that they, you know, oh, well, what happened really was then I saw another job and I went and got it. No, it just looks like you're uncommitted or something. This is good. I don't see any negatives to this. I mean, you could be not committed. You could also be like a psychopath. I read a thing recently. It stuck in my mind because I've moved a lot. And I read a thing saying that um, one trait of psychopaths is that they tend to bounce around a lot. Well, they, wait, yeah, that's so, a reset. Sociopath, sociopath, not psychopath, sociopath. Uh, where it's just like, yeah, where, where you're constantly looking for a new start because you're not, you're not for whatever reason. It's no like one likes you. Fit. That's not a good fit there. And it's not a good fit there. And it's not a good fit there. It's like, oh, well, maybe nobody likes you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So yeah, this is good. Take your job, especially, I mean, you love it. You're getting promoted. You're getting paid. Do it. Yep. Would law schools prefer I work at a different company or would remaining where I am suffice? Additionally, what could I do? What can I do during this year off that would help me stick out to law schools without taking too much time away from LSAT studying and applications? Flip it. The thing that's going to make you stick out positively to law schools is that you are going to kick the shit out of the LSAT. Yeah. Stop worrying about your professional experiences. Uh, Be careful working and studying for the LSAT at the same time. Make sure that you are doing the best you can to get the very best LSAT you can. I mean, not that we we do have most of our students uh, are going to school or working or both. And I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying don't like overdo it at your job and then not do your LSAT studying. You need to be consistently grinding on the LSAT and you got to stop thinking about these other things. I understand what you want to do here, which is to like, no, I want to put all the feathers in my cap. And it's like, yeah, but there (laughs) there's this one giant feather, which is the LSAT. And that's the one that's going to just really matter the most. 
you know, your grades are your grades. Like that's already established and you've got this great professional experience, which is awesome. Continue to kick ass at your job. That's great. But this, um, like don't go start a fake nonprofit, right? <laughs> don't, don't, um, agree to captain your local flag football team just so that you can have another leadership experience thing on your resume. Yep. Do things you're passionate about, obviously engage with the world, but I like, I think people just are looking for ways to take their eye off the ball, but don't think about applications. I mean, application, what you're not thinking you should not be applications should be no part of what you're doing right now. You should be solely looking at the LSAT. And once you have the LSAT that you want, then you start doing application stuff. Yeah. If I were in this correspondence shoes, this is the simple order of operations that I'd be focusing on. One, staying healthy and happy. Two, doing well in the LSAT. Three, doing well at my job in that order. You probably yeah. go to work before you study the LSAT or you might study the LSAT before work. Who knows? doesn't matter. But in terms of mental priority, my health and happiness, then the LSAT, then your job. That's enough to keep your, your plate full and to be fulfilled. So just do those things. Yeah. I mean, you might not be able to work out, then do your LSAT prep, no, then no. go to your yeah. job. <laughs> no, no. It's not necessarily about want time, right? Yeah. It's just the mental, like, what are you prioritizing in your life? mentally and it should be that's what i would do because i feel like the health and happiness makes it possible for me to kick ass in everything else which the, and the lsat's what's really going to unlock the door here not your job but do your job because that's great you need you're going to be making money you're going to be getting experience and it sounds great for you so do that too but don't let it become like oh i, I really got to do so well here that yeah. you work until 9 p.m. and don't have time for anything else in your yeah. life. First, it's like sleep, diet, exercise. Put, like that's your mm -hmm. priority. Sleep, yeah. diet, exercise. Put yourself in a position, like tune up your machine so mm -hmm. that your machine is going to be performing optimally in these other things. And then, yeah. and that doesn't actually take mental, that doesn't take mental exertion, right? It's just go to bed, get your sleep make it a priority that you're going to do that. Yeah. Food, exercise, mental health practices, whatever it is that you do to keep yourself functioning optimally. And then you're the most challenging. I could, the most challenging um, mental thing you're going to do all day is probably the LSAT. You should be bringing your best mental hours to the LSAT. That's what I'd be trying to do as a second priority. So take care of myself. Then what am I going to bring myself to? Well, I'm going to bring my best self to the LSAT. Yep. So if you can squeeze in an hour before work while you're sharp, that's great. If you can block off an hour at lunch, reserve a conference room for yourself so that you can study at while you're at work, um, just do it while you're sharp. <laughs> and then, yeah, your job, you can be a little bit like you're going to show up. You're going to try hard. Yeah. I mean, do a good job. You're going to feel good about that, but it doesn't need to, you know, how people do. It doesn't need to be like your excellent, best, purest self. Yeah. And then you're constantly checking your phone after work. It's like, go do your work, go do a good job and then 
put it away. Yeah. Leave it at work and uh, make sure that you're making the time for the more important stuff, which I agree with Ben that it's uh, LSAT before your job. Cool. Email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 